These are the odds. You can lay it down right now. This is awesome. Winnipeg Blue Bombers, and then the Saskatchewan Rough Run. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. Followed by the Argos. Argue at will, viewers. We talk about value and in betting, and it's not as much about who you actually think is going to win. It's about where you can get the best value. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Oh, yeah, betting tips with the moose. Coming soon to a television near you. <laughs> Welcome to the RP Show, everybody. We are live from the Great Eagle Resort and Casino, Calgary's entertainment destination. Glad to have you aboard. I want to say hey to the Great Eagle staff. They're all watching on Game Plus TV. Carried all through Alberta and BC on TELUS Optic Cable. It's what we affectionately call a Flame Tech Football Friday. And we got some pretty big name football guests coming on today. Ryan Fellwell, Calgary Stampeders great, is going to be joining us right down here at Gray Eagle in hour two. Eddie Steele, as we bring in the Moose, Darren Moose Dupont here. Eddie Steele has taken umbrage with me even questioning that Michael Riley should go into the Canadian Football Hall of Fame. And he called producer Clark and he says, Get me on the air. I want to talk to Rod about this. Okay. So I think you're going to want to tune in for that. I'm not scared of Eddie Steele. Give me a break. And uh, in hour one, we're going to preview, right, we're going to preview the Saskatchewan Rush Panther City Lacrosse Club game Saturday night at Sastel Center in Saskatchewan. I got to say this. There are no NLL games tonight, but there's a plethora on Saturday. Yeah. And I see the Calgary Roughnecks are going on the road, and this is uh, how my life has changed a little bit, and yours too. We're on all the mailing lists of all the home, the uh, teams in the rectangle. But the other day I was at the Shark Club, Deerfoot Meadows here in Calgary, and they said, ah, the Roughnecks home game's been postponed. And I'm like, I didn't even know when it was. I got to get on the mailing list of the Roughnecks, the Flames, the Oilers, the Stamps, the Elks. You know what I mean? Yeah. We got, I, get, I didn't know. You know, thank God for Brock at the... Uh, Shark Club. <laughs> for filling us in. Yeah, for filling us yeah, in. Yeah, now it's time to connect with all these other teams. That's great. really all that I have. Those are the guests. And Director Jordan, can you please hit the quick six show? <laughs> Stop the presses. This might be the first day that I lead off the show with soccer news, okay? And, and how can't I? A big soccer win for Canada's national men's team. The squad maintained its unbeaten record and took a step closer to Qatar 2022 with a 2-0 victory over Honduras in World Cup qualifying play. How are we beating Honduras? That's like them beating us at hockey. Right. Wouldn't you think? Well, they've had our number for a while. Huh? Well, not anymore. Canada improved to 5-0 and 4 to remain atop the eight-team qualifying standings just ahead of the U.S. and Mexico. And if I may, I didn't watch it. There was hockey on last night, but I'm a big enough person to know what's hot. Yeah. And it is Canada. And if they make it to the World Cup, I guess this country is going to come off its hinges. It's not till November, I notice. Right? Right. But I will watch it if there's no hockey or football on. So way to go, Canada. And. Uh, Let's keep it rolling. Point two, NHL on Thursday. Do you want the good news or the bad news first? I like good news. Okay, we'll, we'll start with the good news. I got to dig far and deep for it. Where is it here? Connor McDavid scoring in a shootout as the Edmonton Oilers won their third in a row, 3-2, over the Nashville Predators uh, last night at Rogers Place. Three wins in a row for the Oil. Are they back? Is this it? No, not officially, but they're, they're right there. Fair. Okay, that's the good news. The orders won. Now the bad news. 
From a Winnipeg perspective, J.T. Miller registered his second career hat-trick, and Vancouver snapped a three-game skid. Is it 5-1 the Canucks won in Winnipeg last night? The Jets have lost a season-high six games. J.T. Miller scored once in the power play, twice at even strength for the Canucks, giving him the team lead in goals with 15. Brock Besser had a goal and two assists, and Elias Pettersson contributed a goal and assist for the Canucks. Spencer Martin made 33 saves for his first career victory. In his third game with Vancouver, Andrew Kopp scored for the Jets. And I don't know. We got a lot of viewers on Bell MTS Cable out there in Winnipeg watching on Game Plus right now. I want to hear from you what you think is wrong with the Winnipeg Jets. And the text line is open. We'll put the number on the screen, 902-518-3033. Pick up the phone and text RP. Rod Peterson. How does she say it? Rod Peterson. Rod Peterson. 902-518-3033. Manitoba, I want to hear from you because the Winnipeg Jets, uh, they're sinking like a sunset. And it ain't over. I mean, we still got a half a season to go. But what I'm hearing from the Winnipeg people, because I watched the Flames at the Blues, and I'm getting to that. I watched the Oilers and the Preds. We couldn't get the Jets out here in Alberta. What I'm hearing from the Jets fans is lack of energy lack of chutzpah uh, dave lowry just stands there with his arms folded he doesn't say anything honor hellebuck's not playing well enough but they say they're lacking some fire and i think we discerned over the last couple of days sorry to say but the window might very well be closed for the winnipeg jets and they're saying blow it up and i'm saying what does blow it up exactly mean your coach is gone i don't think you want to get rid of ken chevel day off your general manager he built a stanley cup contender that had a great run over the last 10 years, really? Mm-hmm. But it might be over. So what do you do? Yeah. That, is, is now the time you blow it up? Well, it's so hard because the, there's so many good pieces. Yeah, right. And when they get it together, they can play with anybody, and they're very good. So it's a really tough time in Winnipeg, and the fans don't want to blow it up because it's like, it's right there. It's like turning back right before the finish line. But you really don't know if you can get to the top, right? So... That's Ken Sheveldayoff's challenge right now. It's a massive challenge. I would say it's the owner's challenge. I think it goes higher than Chevy. Oh, and then Chevy would, yeah. Like a rock. Chevy. I'm with you. Uh, With trade deadline coming up, do you start selling off pieces and start the rebuild? I think we're sitting here today. What's the date? January 28th. I don't think it stays still. You start the rebuild. You either say. You're either moving forward or you're going backwards. Yeah, you either take one more shot at this and say, look at. We're capable enough, but we just need to shake up in the locker room or whatever, and you go, or you say, look it, we got real close, but we just need to retweak this. Dude, that's what the Oilers are doing. Bringing in Evander Kane is that. As far as I'm concerned, I guess, I didn't hear it because I had the Flames game on, but they announced Evander Kane in the arena, and there was booze. Did you hear that? And listen, I know those Oilers panelists, Joaquin Gage, we were on the same team together in PA. Great guy. Bobby Stoffer, wonderful guy. They're on the panel. Great signing that Evander Kane from a pure hockey. Great signing by the Oilers. I'm like, come. They got to say it. <laughs> you know what? Do you actually believe that? You Come on. But they have to. Well, they talked a lot about, and I, this is what I heard. I don't know who it was from on, on the network, but it was, this is a low-risk signing, high-reward signing. From a hockey perspective, yes, yeah, 700 grand. But from a hockey, from a from a PR perspective, and from a locker room perspective, it's very high risk because you don't know what it's going to do to your group. But from a non ice perspective, 
yeah, it's low risk and there's a lot to be gained. So it's up to McDavid and Dreisaitl and Duncan Keith and Dave Tippett to manage that locker room. Uh, Ryan McCarthy watching in Saratoga, New York, says good day to the Rod Squad from Wintery, New York. It's football Friday. Smash that like button. I appreciate that. If you're watching on YouTube right now, go down and click like. I don't ask you for much. You're watching for free, right? Go down and click like. That would be great. And tell all your friends about the greatest sports talk show that you know, the RP Show. So moving on, Adam Larson scored the first overtime goal in Seattle crack in history, lifting the expansion team to a 2-1 victory over the Pittsburgh Penguins in Pittsburgh. In Columbus, Boone Jenner and Sean Corrali each had two goals, and Columbus scored four straight to rally from an early deficit and beat the New York Rangers 5-3. In Tampa, Anthony Sorelli had the tie-breaking goal midway through the third after failing to score on a second-period penalty shot in Tampa Bay edged New Jersey 3-2. In St. Louis, Brandon Saad scored twice and had an assist. Billy Husso made 28 saves to win a six-straight start in the Blues. Cruised past Calgary 5-1. I was checking the Blues Twitter to see if they were going to troll the Flames afterwards about go yeah. back to Canada. And they didn't. How classy. They took, they took the high road. You know, I respect that. They did the trash talking on the ice. I, res- I respect the hell out of that. Yeah. In New York, Andreas Athanasiu scored and assisted on Quinton Byfield's first NHL goal in his return from a long injury layoff. And Cal Peterson made 23 saves for the L.A. Kings in a 3-2 win over the Islanders. In Ottawa, Andrei Sveshnikov scored the shootout winner to lift Carolina past Ottawa 3-2. And the battle of my two favorite U.S. teams in Sunrise, Florida, Sam Bennett scored two goals to lift Florida over Vegas 4-1 in a Stanley Cup Finals preview. My guy Thad from the Beach House, the manager over there, Beach House in Pompano Beach, sending me videos from the game. Wish you were here. I'm heading back there, but they're on the road all next week. I know. And lastly, Anaheim scored three first-period goals. Trevor Zegras scored twice in the second period, and Anaheim held off Montreal 5-4. If you watch SportsCenter in this country, and who doesn't, how many times did they show the Zegras lacrosse goal? Half a dozen. At at (laughs) least. Everybody's going to be doing it now, right? It's not that easy to do. Does that make the goalies look foolish in your mind or not? Sometimes it does, yeah. But it's such a hard thing to stop because you don't know where it's going. You used to just have to block the bottom corner. Now you got to block the top corner, the front of the net, the back of the net, everything. Um, and, and all the kids, they're practicing it now. So what they're, pra- they're not of practicing the wrist shot. They're practicing picking the puck up off their stick. We used to do it by flipping the puck off the, you know what I mean? We'd have to like, it back squeeze off the it top up against the board or yeah. squeeze it up against the boards and then we'd carry it around they just whoop that's technology moose we didn't have the sticks that they that's had right the blades or <laughs> something there uh yeah the other night on sports center's top 10 it was top 10 trick plays or something like that okay and i was amazed i was amazed because the number two play was bc play stadium dan clark saskatchewan rough riders offensive lineman who lined up at center, I believe, and caught a touchdown pass in a CFL game. I called the game, and I – was Tino Sinceri the quarterback? I can't really remember. I think he was. How about that? So that was the number two trick play. Oh, wow. And number one was Merrick Malik shootout at Madison Square Garden for the Rangers when he went between his legs back when nobody did it. Of course, he's six foot ten. 
So that's amazing, too. And you can and then, hear John Davidson on the call right, right, going crazy. And then uh, the Sully was the best. Uh, Right. <laughs> right. Dan Plaster and I still joke about uh, that. This is the warm-up, by the way. We're broadcasting live from Great Eagle Resort and Casino. Great Eagle Resort and Casino. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders Football Club is pleased to announce offensive coordinator Jason Moss, defensive coordinator Jason Shivers, and assistant general manager Paul Jones have signed extensions with the club through the 2023 season. After seven years with the Rough Riders, Coach Kent Majuri has been promoted to special teams coordinator as we go through the coaching staff here. Way to go, Coach Majuri. He always used to bring his wife and kids down to uh, my pizza restaurant, and we would give them lumps of... Uh, pizza dough for the kids to play and make oh, nice. dinosaurs and stuff with. Yeah, great guy. <laughs> Former U Sports and CFL coach Kelly Jeffrey joins the staff as running backs coach. Offensive line coach and run game coordinator Steven Sorrells is back as is wide receiver coach Travis Moore. Timo. Linebacker coach Dion Melvin and defensive line coach Ben Olson continue in their roles with a defensive backs coach to be hired at a future date. Uh, we'll debate this a little later on. We'll have time to do that. Jason Moss, thumbs up or thumbs down in his first year as the offensive coordinator of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. I would, I don't know. I guess the Riders were the ugliest nine and five team in the history of football because they want everybody fired. Right. That's the sense that I get. Yeah, I know. They don't like the quarterback. Moss sucks. Yet they hosted a home playoff game, which was unheard of for a generation. And we got no weapons, so we need Duke Williams. Right. Right. I'm giving Moz the thumbs up. Yeah, you know, I think I think he gets not an A plus, not an F. I think he probably is, you know, a B minus. Ryder Nation, what are you grading Jason Moz in his first year, and do you approve of his contract extension with the Rough Riders? I mean, I'm not surprised at all. They want continuity. Yeah, I approve. Yeah, you don't want to. They don't want to fire people. It's hard. One year, new quarter, like new group for him of players. Um, this will be the year. One year is kind of an introduction. Year two is time to make some hay. This is where the proof is in the pudding? That's right. The Western Hockey League announced a postponement of the WHL regular season game scheduled for Friday night, tonight, between the Prince Albert Raiders and Regina Path as a result of the Raiders being unable to field a complete team due to injuries and an additional six players added to the WHL COVID protocol list. In conjunction with that announcement, the league announced the Brandon Wheat Kings will travel to Regina to face the Pats tonight. A rescheduling of a previously postponed game. The CHL on TSN national broadcast schedule, which was slated to carry the Raiders at Pats tonight, will now carry the Wheat Kings at God's team, the Regina Pats, tonight on TSN 4 and 5. So you know what I'm doing. I was going to go to the Hitmen and the Hurricanes tonight in the Saddle Dome, and then I'm like, wait a minute. I got a nice cozy room here. I got a Jimmy Buffet. And I got the Pats on TV. And I got thinking this morning while in the gym working off those buffet pounds here at Gray Eagle. When was the last time the Pats were on TSN? Man, well, I was around. I remembered I was. <laughs> it was 1996. The last time the Regina Pats were featured on TSN. I was there. You know what was going on in 1996? Number one at the box office, Independence Day. Ooh. Remember that sci-fi thriller? Yeah, I loved it. Number one song in 1996 was Hey Macarena. How about that? Wow. The Prime Minister of Canada was Jean Grenier. 
The president of the United States was Bill Clinton. Good times. <laughs> the premier of Saskatchewan was Roy Romano. The mayor of Regina was Doug Archer. 1996. That's what was going on. Wow. So it's somewhat historic tonight, and uh, our man Craig Button will be doing color. He was sitting in that chair the other day. He was very excited to get into the sweatpants capital. Yep. Oh, by the way, from the sweatpants capital to the leather pants capital, the RP show. We have, <laughs> we have yet to address that. No, we have We not. were only here a couple of days, and Moose is like, what's with all the leather pants in this town? <laughs> not complaining, but cowboy hats I expected, cowboy boots I expected, but leather pants everywhere. The sweatpants capital the to the sweatpants capital. I like that. Yeah. We're only four points through, and because it's Flame Tech Football Friday, it's going to be all football the rest of the way in the warm-up. On the way, Cody Jansen, the voice of the Saskatchewan Rush. Ryan Felwell, Stan Peters, great. And uh, Eddie Steele, great cup champion. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.